Hello, Zebra Nation. I'm your host, Sophia Garfia C, and this is Two Truths and a Tall Tale, a podcast that seeks to demystify what makes every zebra unique with a twist. In each episode, my guest and I will play a game. The guest will share three statements about themselves, and then it's up to me to guess which of these statements is a lie, otherwise known as a tall tale. This time, I am joined by Paul Borove, Senior Counsel for Trademarks, Copyrights, and Advertising based out of our Lincolnshire office in the U.S. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sophia. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, great to have you. So let's get into the fun part, which is guessing your three statements. Do you want to share those with me? Sure thing. So the first one is that I have owned a donkey. The second one is I have toured the U.S. in a rock band. And the third one is I wrote and optioned a screenplay. You have a very interesting life is what I can tell from those three statements. Um, I'm going to go with my gut and guess that you don't own a donkey. Uh, so I don't currently own a donkey. Oh. <laughs> I also didn't own the donkey. I uh, I rented the donkey. So I, I was in the Peace Corps in Ecuador. Uh-huh. And I lived at the top of a hill. And there were many days when I would not want to walk up the top of the hill. And there was a very nice gentleman at the bottom of the hill that would routinely let me use his donkey to ride up the hill, uh, go home, <laughs> unload groceries. I'd take the donkey back down uh, at the end of the day or in the morning, just tie it up. And um, so, so I did not own the donkey. It was, uh, it was a rented donkey. You still interacted with one. That's crazy. I, I don't think many people have. So you seem pretty adventurous and, you know, obviously you're in legal now at Zebra. How did, how did you end up there? I'm curious. So that actually kind of gets to the second one for the touring in the U.S. rock band. So I have been in bands my whole life. Well, my band for the last 10 years has been really lonely. It's just me. Um, but before that, I was in bands and uh, I played a few shows in Europe and there was this band called Scramble. And um, we opened for them, and our band was Smile Radio, which Smile Radio is not a great name, but it's better than Scramble. So they asked if they could use our name in Europe, and we said no, uh, because we were using it. And um, come back to the US, fast forward like six months, and I started getting emails in Italian to find out that this band had taken our name. So that was my first dabble into likelihood of confusion, uh, which then parlayed into branding and uh, and what customers expect and, and find interesting about brands. So that is kind of how I got involved in this side of intellectual property law. It seems like you you like to do a lot of different things. You have a lot of different interests. How does how does that relate to where you are now? Like, is that some are those things that you still pursue outside of your job? They are. A majority of what I do is sitting in front of my computer, um, talking to people about risk mitigation and trying to make sure that you all can do uh, what you want to do within a reasonable amount of risk. But I don't really have like anything physical to show for it at the end of the day. I love doing stuff with my hands. It's, it's awesome to be able to see an, something like a, an outcome. So the desk I'm working on right now, I built. And, uh, and I think that that's what's important to me and it's important to a lot of zebras is finding a hobby and whatever it is, making sure that you do have time to do it. 
Yeah, it, you make a good point because so much of what we do, actually most of us probably do a lot more emails <laughs> than we sure. like, so everything's very digital. It is good to have something physical um, that you can do. So that's outside of work, but is there any way your passion for creating influences uh, how you see your current career? So I was outside. I was an outside lawyer for Zebra for a number of years, and working uh, at a law firm was fun. But I didn't make anything. So I was answering questions and then would move on to the next question. What I love about Zebra is we make things, things that we see every day. I have learned that when you go to Target and you say to the person like, "Hey, that's a Zebra mobile computer. I I work for the company that makes that." Most of the time they don't care, which is unfortunate. I care, but they don't. But but that's the cool thing about working for a company like Zebra. Because we make things and I get to work on the naming ideation. So on the calls where we're talking to advertising companies, agencies, and coming up with a name of a product and then seeing that product being sold and out in the world. And uh, and that that is that is one of the big reasons why I came to work at Zebra instead of going to a company who, who, who doesn't have a tangible product. Is that it's, it's just so cool getting to work with this many great people with one goal to create products that people want to buy. I completely agree. I mean, I'm also in a role that doesn't really make anything tangible, but being part of a company that has that goal to create uh, products that people find useful is something that I really like about Zebra too. And I, I'm curious, so maybe digging in your past, but where did this love of making things come from? Was it always something you did as a kid or? <laughs> um, my my dad uh, is a, was a big maker and a fixer. My my wife grew up in a family uh, that, that has, a, it's, I guess it's a common phrase. I had never heard of it before her, that you buy cheap, you buy twice. Mm-hmm. I had never heard that phrase. So we bought a lot of cheap stuff that we just <laughs> routinely fixed. So my dad instilled in me, not that you should buy something really nice for yourself so you won't have to fix it. But if something does break, you can fix it. Or if you want something, you can build it. And so I've uh, taken that to heart that in, in Ecuador, for example, in this town of 200 people, they don't have furniture stores. Um, the two jobs that they mm. did have in town, there was a wood mill and they did a lot of brick making. So I bought wood from the wood mill uh, and then built a couch. It was not the most comfortable couch, uh, but the biggest town was about four hours away. So I bought cushions and then created a couch. Yeah, little things like that. Uh, that I've always thought that I can build anything. Yeah. So it looks like you found your niche, but let's say there's people that out there still looking for their outlet what what would be your advice that you would give to them i'd say uh is it maria kondo who what she would always say like does this bring you joy mm-hmm. um so i think that there has to be something out there for everyone and and if you don't feel anything right now uh then it's worthwhile trying something else and trying something new the late, uh, he passed away, the guy who started Zappos, he tried something crazy. I think it was either every day or once a week, something that he would never do. So he would uh, like shave his head or dye his hair blue or just something to make himself feel a little uncomfortable. And 
and going beyond what he thought he was capable of doing. And, and I appreciate that a lot of people don't have a lot of those luxuries right now with time commitments and families and work and trying to manage all of these things. But but when there is time to um, to look up, like if you've all if you thought kayaking would be interesting, then you should go out and just rent a kayak. You don't. It's not a huge investment, and and so there are there are outlets out there. And uh, uh, my mother-in-law, I brought up kayaking because my mother-in-law had no idea that she loved kayak would love kayaking as much as she does. So mm -hmm. she rented one for a few times, loved it, bought one, and now she kayaks every day. That's a really good point. Uh, just doing like um, I, we need to look up his name because I can't remember the founder of Zappos uh, doing something uncomfortable because I think people feel well one they they're maybe afraid to try things that maybe other people haven't right because you know hobbies can be unique it's ultimately what you enjoy but two they feel overwhelmed because it's like well I want to get into this sport but then they feel the pressure of having to be good at it where all that matters is it makes you happy. Well, thank you for sharing your story. It was really awesome learning about your experiences, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. Hi there, popping in with a note and a fact check before we end this episode. If you thought you heard a familiar voice in the beginning of the episode, the music on today's podcast is actually a piece written and recorded by Paul himself for his band Smile Radio. The title of the song is take to the moon in the album yes fantastic and you can find it on spotify also paul and i couldn't remember the name of the late zappos co-founder and former ceo tony xie in a forbes interview back in 2017 tony showed up with a mohawk which the interviewer asked about tony simply responded i try to do one uncomfortable thing every day in his book delivering happiness he wrote ultimately happiness is really just about enjoying life According to a Wall Street Journal article, Xie was known to do experiments on himself, such as limiting his sleep to four hours a day and climbing the three highest peaks in Southern California in one day. He also joined an electronic dance music group called the Danstronauts and went on to perform with them at art festivals. Of course, you don't have to go this far, but you do have to wonder what you can discover by stepping outside of your comfort zone. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Two Truths and a Tall Tale. This series is produced by the Global Business Communications team with the goal of sharing the stories of the incredible people that make up Zebra. Make sure to check back every month for a new episode. If you would like to be on our podcast or know someone else who has a great story to share, reach out to us. And if you enjoyed this episode, let us know in the comments below.